0: Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ.
1: Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Margaret Michael. And today we're uh, joined by Jamie Calcagno Roach, and she's here to share her testimony with us today. Jamie, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I'm Hanging in there as best I can.
1: It's good to have you, and uh,
2: just start out telling
1: us a little bit about where you're from and about how you grew up.
2: Sure. Um, The question about where I'm from is always an interesting one. My dad was in the Navy when I was little, so I was born in Maine, um, and then my brother was born in Maryland. And we lived in Massachusetts um, while my dad was on sea duty. And uh, both of my parents are from Massachusetts, so we lived with my grandparents and all of my cousins and everyone was there. And then when he was finished and got shore duty, we moved to Virginia Beach, which is where we eventually stopped. So luckily stayed on the East Coast. We haven't had huge moves, but we did move around a lot, so I never know how to answer the question about Mm -hmm. where I'm from. When we lived in... Massachusetts, um, we grew up in the Catholic Church. Uh, My grandparents had a church that they attended, and um, we went with them. I did Sunday school with them. Um, I just don't remember very much about Mm it. Um, And when we moved to Virginia, um, it was around the time where there was some stuff in the media about priests in the Catholic Church and Mm -hmm. things that were happening with children. So my parents decided that church was not going to be a part of our life in Virginia. So we didn't grow up in the traditional sense in church. Um, However, it's interesting to look back and see how even if I wasn't in church, God was always a part of my journey. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of that happened through friends many of my friends would invite me to come to church with them Mm. and I remember seeing a newsboys concert um at one point my friend went to the rock church in Virginia Beach and uh I had no idea (laughs) like it was just fun they were singing about cereal like it was great um and when I went to JMU uh, which is how I made it to Harrisonburg I uh, was invited by the same kinds of friends and um some faith-based organizations, mm-hmm. and just I can see where God was a part of uh, all of those pieces. And then, uh, you know, I got married, and we had our daughter, and that's when it really started to cement for us. Uh, we put Reagan in Kids Harbor, mm-hmm. and uh, it really we just we thought a lot about if this was for us, if a faith-based. Daycare was going to work for us, but we just heard so many people talk about how great of a program it was, and now we know why. (laughs) Um, But uh, that's where I met Angela Cole, and she um, just never stopped asking if I was interested in coming, and I um, met with a, a different friend who I was talking about like what does this actually look like like Mm -hmm. what I don't understand what it means to be Christian and sort of what that looks like because I didn't grow up with it Mm -hmm. and she talked about it and I um, struggled for many years with overeating and addictions to food and I told her I explained it to her I was like I keep eating to fill this sort of void inside of me mm. and I don't I don't know how to stop it. And she was like, Oh, well that's because Jesus put that there to fill with him. That's not right. with food. And I think maybe the next week I came to my first service here and they announced Celebrate Recovery, which I have been a part of ever since it started. So That's awesome. Long journey to yeah. get to where I am now. Yeah.
0: But. Yeah, that's really interesting as we look back and can see God's hand on our life. We, you know, sometimes we'll call him the hound of heaven. Like, you know, he pursues us and he sees us and he cares even when we have absolutely no idea. And it may not even seem like that he would be paying us any attention. And I love the fact that He created us with a void that only, uh, it's a God-sized void, Jesus-shaped void. And, man, I've tried to fill that void with a lot of things that come up empty. might be filling for a little bit, but it's, it comes up empty really quick. Um, Still so, always hungry. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's just powerful to hear that. And just to hear that, you know, you, you were being invited to church and you had no idea what it was even about. That's, you know, for some of our listeners, they can't fathom that because they've been in church all their life. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm grateful that we have angels in the world Mm -hmm. and friends in the world that continue to wrap their arms around folks that don't have that foundation of faith. Um, So what was it like when you started coming here? What did you think? Like you came to a worship service.
2: What was that like? It was very intimidating, to be honest with you. Uh, I made the decision to come. I knew this is where I needed to be, but I absolutely sat in the back, all by myself. <laughs> That's where uh-uh. I sat when I first came. <laughs> yep, yep. And I remember thinking, I don't, I don't really, I don't really understand. Like I could hear they were telling stories in the Bible, but when I read the Bible, I didn't hear the same stories, and so it made me interested to want to come back. And I remember specifically how powerful the music was and thinking wow I had no idea right that any of this was here but I think what I was really searching for was the idea of community Mm. um and uh I wasn't real great at creating that by sitting by myself in the back but that didn't last for very long either and I started to get connected in multiple ways and that changed quickly yeah
0: yeah I'm thinking about a couple of different things, but I just remember uh, you were a part of our life group, Mm -hmm. and I just remember you saying, you know, we're we're just being honest one evening, going around the room, sharing, and you shared, like, I don't really know the stories, and we are in a post-Christian culture, like, not everyone is in church, by far, not everyone is in church, and it was just, it's been interesting to watch your journey and just see your desire to know more and to learn and to uh, really lean in. And you've leaned in to a lot of places. You are perseverant um, by all means. Do you wanna share with us, like, how did you decide, okay, this is it for me? This is is what I want. I want this in my life.
2: That's such an interesting question because I don't remember if there was exactly a point But I remember all the little things that happened to get me to that point, right? So I came to that first service, and then coming to the next one was that first step, right? Mm -hmm. And continuing to come back. And then we had Regan come to Tiny Town Mm -hmm. and see that she really enjoyed that. And so then um, it opened up conversations between the two of us where she was asking me questions, and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) I should probably understand a little bit more so I can help Mm -hmm. answer some of the questions and that's really where it was kind of like okay it wasn't all for me anymore and it was more for her as well um, because I knew that I was now struggling a little bit um, having not grown up in the church or have a sort of a foundation in some of this knowledge uh that I could change that for her so that at least she has a foundation mm-hmm. to work from that's not fair to say i had a foundation in the church i just don't remember it yeah <laughs> and so there was just really small things i didn't jump into the bible right away cuz every time i tried to i started at the beginning mm-hmm. and i would get maybe halfway through it and just really start to not understand anymore like i couldn't follow it yeah. i didn't i didn't know what was happening i like i I sort of understood it, but I really just didn't get it. And then I would hear all these, the way that they would explain it um, as they were preaching, like there was this beautiful story behind it and they knew all the players and they could tell how this related to another book and I just, I don't know any of that. And I just sort of felt silly, like I've really missed something in my life here. Like I don't, Mm. I don't know any of this. So I just kept coming back and I kept like, I was reading the children's Bible just Mm -hmm. to see how you would explain this to a child Uh, because that's where I had to start just to sort of understand it. And then I just started asking other people the same question um, and figuring out that other people had the same struggles or other people had different ways to explain it that helped them so I've taken bits and pieces of all of that and sort of glommed it together which is basically how I do everything in my life I don't start at the beginning and follow a straight line and really the other piece of that is when I um, started listening to Christian music mm. um, and just hearing some of these things repeatedly over and over because I wondered how do people memorize Bible verses? I can't even find one that I want to memorize, mm-hmm. or how do they? How does somebody have a life verse? And I just, as I was listening to the music, and I started hearing these things, and then I started seeing them in the Bible, and then mm-hmm. I was hearing them being preached about, and I was like, okay, I get, I get it now. I just have to do it in my way and figure out which ways of consuming this information helps me remember it, and then practice mm-hmm. it, and then. And then I started using YouVersion and following some of the plans and just listening to more people and Life Group really helped where you get to dive into chapters um, and really explore what they mean. Celebrate Recovery helped because you, (laughs) like... I can pick those verses out anywhere because you repeat them every mm-hmm. time you come. But it's not just, and what I didn't understand at the time is it's not just knowing them to say them, but it was knowing mm-hmm. what they mean and how to apply them. Mm-hmm. And that that really helped as well. So lots of different ways. And there wasn't, other than the understanding that what that void was, mm-hmm. um, there wasn't a, all right, this is it. Yeah. Kind of moment. And it mm-hmm. just sort of kept happening. Kept
1: happening. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Jamie, as you've been talking, I just, think about the scripture verse that says unless you become as a little child you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven and i think it's great to be able to read the children's bible stories because if children can't understand the stories then you know they should all be simple enough that even children can understand them and so i just can't even imagine i'm thinking that hearing the bible stories for the first time as an adult, probably just, it almost makes me jealous a little bit like that. I mean, I know that I've heard the stories my whole life, but just hearing them for the first time, I'm thinking, do we take these stories that we hear for granted? So it's just really encouraging to me to hear you talk about that. And now you said you grew up in church in the Catholic church for a little while um, before your family stopped attending, but uh, just... Anything else on this journey since you've been coming here, or anything before that that just really sticks out to you, or maybe as you've been studying the Bible, just anything in particular, any story or any scripture that stuck out to you?
2: I think one of the things that keeps coming up in my life, especially in the middle of a pandemic, um, is how much of a rule follower I am. And you know, this applies right now to like, I don't know when to you know, I know when to wear a mask, but like for how long and what are what are the rules? Can I go somewhere? Can can enough people like there's so many things that I have questions about with the rules and what I remember are all the rules that we had to follow for the Catholic Church. Even just entering and the different traditions that you would do and all of those things. That's what I remembered about church. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was intimidated about with really just not understanding what it means to go to church and what that sort of looks like. And so I was the most excited to learn that it's more about a relationship, Mm -hmm. right? And that the rules aren't the way that I've interpreted rules always. There are ways that God has created for us to follow just to walk in His glory and those types of things. But uh, how I interpret those as rules um, has been probably what has kept me on this journey where Mm -hmm. I didn't have to Learn a new set of rules, right? I didn't have to show up dressed mm-hmm. a certain way. I didn't have to do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to be anybody but who I was to come and still, um, you know, just be a part of mm-hmm. this type of community. And that has really helped, just to truly understand what that means. And I keep digging into that a lot more so that I can experience that more because that that is the most encouraging.
0: Right. So, when you were in the Catholic Church there was all the rules and I have a feeling that if there's rules you just from hearing you talk now you want to understand why why is that a rule like where does that come from and probably got in the way of even learning anything else um, was just getting caught up in that part of it and then coming here and um, that's really cool just being You know, you could come in as you are. Like, Jesus meets us at our point of need. We don't have to clean up to come meet Jesus, right? Like, He meets us where we are and walks with us from there. And, yeah, that is one thing that I absolutely um, love about this community is we are who we are. And we don't have to dress it up a certain way to be accepted, but uh, we can come as we are. So that's really cool. Just that difference from your childhood.
1: And uh, as you were talking, you mentioned a key thing. It's not about rules, it's about relationship. Mm-hmm. And we follow the rules because we want to, not because we have to, not because we're obligated to. That's the relational piece. It's about relationship and you know, following him because we love him. And that's just encouraging word, Jamie. Thank you for sharing that.
0: So, one thing I know, when you started coming here, it didn't take you long to get involved, right? Mm-hmm. Like, once you figured out, hey, this is something I want to be a part of, and you got involved in a lot of different ways. Do you want to talk a little bit about
2: that? Because um, I think you've backed off from some of it, possibly. No? Never. You're still doing it all. <laughs> it was actually one of the coolest things to learn about myself through this journey, that I've always had the desire to serve, Um, and I did it so much um, when I was younger. I was a part of the Red Cross Youth Corps, and I would do so many things. And then as an adult, you know, you start working and you have kids, and I stopped doing that, and um, I really missed it. And I have found that through serving, it's another way that I get to participate, um, and I get to learn different things, different aspects of it. And I think it's truly what God created me to do is Mm. to be here and serve. And so I think maybe I started serving, um, in tiny town with the kids so that I could learn (laughs) a little bit more uh, about what I was maybe hearing in the other service and in my job that I perform at JMU I am an instructional designer but what I do a lot of is I teach faculty how to use technology in teaching and learning and so I have this sort of self-taught knowledge about how technology works and how to teach other people how to do it and on one of the announcements I saw that they were looking for some help on the tech team and I was like well I know a little bit about technology I don't know how helpful I would be but I'll give it a shot and I remember they were like yes we would love to have you (laughs) can you come help us do this and they showed me and I was like well yeah I can figure that out like I can change a slide Mm. and and that kind of thing um And truly it was way harder than I thought. Um, You have to actually keep time with music, not a skill that I have. You have to like pay attention to what people are saying and doing. And so I had to really like learn a lot more about the songs and when the slide needs to change and keeping up with uh, what was happening. So participating in that way and serving, actually I had to hone in, right? And I really had to dig in further than just sitting there passively sort of listening. Um, so that really helped and then it just uh, is something that I truly enjoy doing. and. I can't imagine being a part of this community and not serving in it. Um, so I've helped with the kids. I continue to do that. Uh, it's just, it's so much fun working with them. Mm-hmm. You just get to know who they are, and you just get to hear what's important to them, and you get to hear, you know, how God is working in their lives, and it's just a joy. I help with the tech team, and... Um, have learned things that I never thought I would know how to do mm. <laughs> ever, ever, um, by working with them, which has alternatively helped me in my job, so on and so forth. And uh, you know, I've been able to just help all sorts of different places. I serve with um CR and I do technology with um that group as well and Part of that, you know, I have to change the slides for the serenity prayer. Um so in addition to saying it over and over, my daughter and I say it at night, um, together and we swap lines, right? So I'll say one line and she says the other and we say it over and over. And we've said it wrong the entire time. We do a one line differently. And she she was with me as I was changing slides and I let her push the button and she was like, Mom, they're saying it wrong. <laughs> I said, actually, I think we are, but let's just keep it. <laughs> like, I think it's fine. You still get it, don't you? <laughs> you still get it. It's basically the same thing. And, you know, a part of this journey that also helped sort of help me figure out how to get here was uh, when Reagan was teeny tiny. We did one of the Hope for Village um, mm-hmm. close closet mm-hmm. events. And I met Heidi there. And, um, because I love to serve, um, I also started serving, um, with that and I became a manager and did all this kind of stuff, which led me to be on the board for village to village. And so, um, learning about ministry, um, and that way through missions mm-hmm. has really changed my perspective on it as well. It would be great if I could tell you I've been on my first mission trip, um, but the pandemic had different plans, uh, so, that is still uh, one of my um, goals is to actually serve in another country and sort of bring hope to some of the villages there and just really get to see the work that Village to Village has done to bring these places to self-sufficiency. Um, it's amazing looking at the pictures. I'm honored to help spread that uh, good news to other people. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait to be an actual part of it in person. So, I mean, I think I could talk for two days about all the things I've Mm -hmm. done to serve, but it really helps me connect in a way where I get so much more out of it than anything I could ever bring Mm -hmm. to
0: it. Yeah, and you know sometimes it can seem daunting to serve, but when we do, and we've been made to serve, we haven't been made to sit on our laurels, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But we've been made to be a part of the community and find our place. Every person is a part of the body of Christ. We all have a part um, in that, and we're just better when we all are in the places that we're gifted to um, to serve. Like, and, and I think about you. Like, you train other people, and when we did your strengths, I just remember that you're a developer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you love it when you can help other people learn, mm-hmm. and so I think that just adds another whole layer to the beauty of serving for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You can serve, but then you love to train others to serve alongside you. Mm -hmm. That's really good.
1: And that's a great testimony, Jamie, about, you know, we serve to help people, but what we get in return, we don't even, you know, that's the greatest blessing in serving. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we want to help other people and we want to serve the body of Christ, but, you know, God returns our service. I can speak for myself and the areas that I serve in. And it was just neat here and, and kind of tiring too to hear all the areas. I'm like, how does she do all that? But I guess only through God's strength. But I, the first time I remember meeting you, I think, was in an area of serving on the tech team. But it was before you joined the Sunday morning tech team. I believe it was on one Monday night, I was filling in for the guy who normally runs sound for CR. And you were running the slides and I believe that's where we first met so uh, now that you mentioned all the areas that you've served in I'm not surprised that the first time I met you you were serving so
2: it's interesting because it took me about a month after that to realize that you were related to Pastor (laughs) Carrie. but yeah I remember meeting you that night (laughs) so um, you've been involved
0: in Celebrate Recovery do you have anything you want to share about how that's impacted your life
2: I have so much I could share about that, but I think what I remember the most is the very first night, the most encouraging words that I heard were, the hardest steps you took today were coming out of your car and coming in here, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was very true. So I would come here every day to drop off my daughter, and I would see on the sign outside the, the note that Celebrate with Recovery was coming. Somebody up. did see it. <laughs> that is awesome. It. I did see it. Um, and I heard it announced in the service and, you know, I told myself, I was like, I should probably go to that, but I didn't tell anybody else. Uh, and then I told my husband and he was like, yeah, I think you should go. Um, so at that point I was like, well, now I have to <laughs> I told somebody. So I remember coming in and I legitimately cried the whole first year that I was here. Mm. Through every song, through every message, through every meeting, I didn't know I had so many tears in me. And I'm a pretty emotional person. But I remember the feeling of, just sort of like letting all of that go Mm. and how much like lighter my shoulders felt and truly digging into what that meant, right? Like what it meant to give all those things over to God and what it meant was I had to dive down into some things I had purposefully not thought about in many, many years. Mm. And so then when we reached the end of the first year, I was like, cool. I'm done, right? And no. <laughs> um, there's You can go into a step study. And so then I stayed and I did that. And I realized how much more work I could do. I came to CR because I have struggled with trying to lose weight for pretty much my whole adult life. Um, trying everything in my power to change mm-hmm. diets and do exercise and, uh, you know, pills and so, like all sorts of different options that never worked um, beyond, you know, 30 days or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So I even tried a 12-step program for food addiction specifically that also just, it didn't do anything. So I thought, well, uh, when they said that it would help anyone with a hurt hang up or habit, um, maybe this is a little bit uh, different And it was, which thankfully it was. Um, so going through the step study, I realized that although I'm here for an outward, um, visible addiction to food kind of mm-hmm. thing, I'm actually here for some things that are way deeper <laughs> mm. that I had to find healing from before I could ever, ever try to work on the addiction to food part. And uh, the first year, I actually... Did have some success losing weight, but I was still doing it in my own power. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually gained it all back. Um, and remember thinking uh, how easy it would be to blame CR as just another thing that didn't work. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, once I dug into what I was actually trying to recover from and sort of seeing how that has impacted not just eating, but it's impacted. A desire to be perfect it's impacted self-conscious and it's impacted so many different parts of my life that I had to I had to stop right and I had to sort of dive into that so I'm on year three mm-hmm. are we three years into mm-hmm. this and uh It's interesting because the step study that I was a part of sort of had to stop with the pandemic and Mm -hmm. the new um, safer version of CR that has happened now has put me back into sort of an open share group, which I'm not used to being in. Um, And so I've had to publicly share again some of these things that uh, are deeper down and to see that I can share them now and not... Be so overcome with emotion that I can mm. barely speak and be able to talk about it and be able to share that three years in I'm still working on this and that's okay yeah. uh, has been really really good but I still want to go back to the step study <laughs> <and> <laughs> sort of, I have some more things I want to accomplish
0: <laughs> yeah the open share where anyone can come in on a Monday night and be a part of that group and then the step study is of course when you go through a closed group, which is like nine months to a year to get through the 12 steps. Some of the most powerful healing that I've had in my life um, have been in those groups where you build that trust and you can say whatever's on your mind without being judged and um, uh, it's powerful. It's been, I thought I knew what my issues were, but I found out that, man, there are some things that I too, Um, that were deep down that I've had to kind of dig in. They surprised me Mm -hmm. how they affect our lives if we don't deal with them. So a shameless plug for Celebrate Recovery at 630 on Monday nights Mm -hmm. at Harrisburg Church of the Nazarene.
1: Jamie, uh, thank you for joining us and thank you for sharing your testimony with us. And uh, just uh, anything else that you would like to share with us that we haven't asked you already or that you haven't shared already?
2: nothing that comes to my my head immediately other than I never really understood um, what it meant to be a part of a community until I started attending here and serving here and going to life groups and really just making efforts to get to know the people in this community and it has blessed my life in so many many ways so I'm just honored to have found it and stumbled along the path to get here and just so blessed to even have the opportunity to be a part of what's happening here so thank you for having me on this and letting me share
1: well uh thank you for being willing to share your testimony i know that's not always easy for people to share their (laughs) testimony especially on the radio so uh, thank you for being willing to share with us Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I pray that uh, as you've heard Jamie's testimony, that has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.
0: Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates in the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.